This is Dr. Dave coming to you live from SoCal. On the last day of July, closing in on 11.02 on the uh, West Coast. Today is uh, your children, you, and the stupid COVID-19 and what we call VOC variants of concern. So the mutation of the original COVID-19 virus splits off and it starts getting smarter and smarter. I've got eight pages of notes. I doubt if I'm going to get to them all in one podcast. I want to present you with the latest. Even as of July 25th, the CDC and the FDA approved six-month-olds getting COVID shots. I had, um, say, Sunday, so two days ago, Friday, I had, or was it Wednesday, four days ago, I had a family of uh, four, three children, a, uh, a two, a three, a 10-year-old, and a 35-year-old mother that required for their documentation the COVID shot. And I looked up and found that just a couple days prior to their visit, their six month, their two year old now would require, even a six month old would require a COVID injection. So I did probably, like I always do, a lot more research than I'll ever be able to get across to you, but my job is to condense it, serve it up in simple lay terms that I can understand, you can understand, and we can talk the same language. So we're going to start out with just an overview of what happened to this uh Dr. Fauci is retiring, but not until the end of uh, Dr. Biden. No, that's the wife. That's the uh, teacher with a doctorate degree. Kind of thing where the kid goes home and says, my my mom's a doctor, but she can't help anybody. Uh, Inside joke. But, uh, so, now we have COVID-19 injections that were touted by Pfizer and Moderna. Remember, they're the messenger RNA. If you're gonna go back in all my podcasts, um, I'm changing tunes a little bit. As President Obama said, he's evolving. So I'm evolving a little bit in my opinion on some issues. And um, so, Do you get the shot? Don't you get the shot? Do you give it to your six-month-old, uh, two-year-old, one-year-old, five-year-old, ten-year-old? Let's go through some statistics and find out what happened to this. Well, back in South Africa, we can kind of look at a case study of what might be going through the United States currently. So there are three lineages that first split off from the original COVID-19. Now, Someone made a very good point that someone educated this this virus. It just wasn't coming out like, like Dr. Fossey said. Oh, it just came out of uh, 
uh, nature, you know, came from a bat, and no, this came, and it's so coincidental that it happens to be in Wuhan, China, where there's a viral lab that uh, they get millions of dollars from the uh, National Institute of Health, which is Dr. Dr. COVID. Dr. Fauci is in charge of, uh, but he says he has nothing to do with the money, but he's, we're educating the virus to um, get around our defenses, our immune system and kill us. Uh, So it's it's biological warfare. Why why else would you do it? Well, their statement is, well, we do it because uh, that way if something comes up and it's really smart, we'll be able to defend against it. Well, we haven't been able to defend against it. And we're going to talk about what medicines are out there, how you can be treated for it by oral medication. You get like a Z-Pak, but it's not a Z-Pak. We'll get into the medicine. We'll get into the IV medicines. There is a time period from not the time you uh, prove positive, but the time that your symptoms begin. So it's five days for one and seven for the other. Um, Going to get into that. So. Back to South Africa, I know I'm tangential, uh, flying off, but you'll get the gist of it. It's split off into BA.1, 2, and 3. And that was another surge in South Africa. And the SARS-CoV-2 is the same thing as COVID-19. So you're going to see the SARS-CoV-2 a lot, and we'll explain later what it stands for. Um but that's also these BA.1, BA.2, and 3. These are the Omicron variants. These are the variants of concerns, the VOCs. And predominantly in South Africa, the fourth COVID wave were these three. And then four and five, BA.4 and BA.5 was the fifth wave. And that by far bypassed uh, the other wave in in South um, Africa. Why do I tell you this? Because it's kind of a model of what's coming here. Now, currently in the United States, um, in South Africa, I'm sorry, BA4 and 5, variants 4 and 5 with the Omicron variant, 4 and 5, is 50% of the cases in South Africa. Well, guess what they are in the United States? 70%. So BA.4, BA.5, these are the Omicron variants. 70% of the new cases in the United States are these Omicron variants. So SARS-CoV-2. SARS stands for severe, S-A, acute, R, respiratory, another S, syndrome, CO is coronavirus, V is a virus, and 2 is the number that it represents. So there's a lot of coronaviruses. We talked about it before. It causes the common cold. But the BA, I won't bore you with the 0.1.1529, whatever, but that's the Omicron variant. But the most important thing is, Four and five, BA four and five are the variants of concern in the United States. Seventy um, percent of the new cases. So there's five different variants. There's one, two, three, four, and five. That's all there is. But this thing keeps changing. So by the time Pfizer and Moderna, the one, both of them made the messenger RNA um, 
vaccine that I was in January, February 2020, I was touting it, go get it. It's great. It's got a 94, 95% efficacy. What are you thinking? What's wrong with you? And now it was all mm-mm. Um, grandchild, grandchild. Um, it wasn't true. It didn't hold out. So they pushed it through, which you can say, okay, we could have waited longer and more people could have died. It did save lives. It, it did help uh, the original strain. But the problem is now it the ones that you got in the Johnson & Johnson or the messenger RNA, Moderna and Pfizer, do not do well at all against Omicron. Specifically, specifically four and five. So it doesn't do very well. And we're going to get in later. It's like, is how many vaccines are too many? And are you hurting yourself by getting too many vaccines? And what are you doing to your immune system long term? And I'm not talking about conspiracy theories. I'm talking about crying wolf so many times that you challenge your immune system. When you finally get a virus, as your immune system just look at it and say, oh, this is another challenge, but we're not really sick. The immune system is very smart. It's meant to pick up stuff off the floor and you put it in your mouth as a kid and you build all these antibodies. But it's that's a live virus that you put in your mouth. All right, back to 62022. Uh, Omicron came across and now it's circulating and we're having more and more people get sick. So what can we do about it? Well, they're working on a vaccine that's specific to Omicron. So Pfizer started out and said, we're going to be real smart. We're going to jump the gun. We're going to go against the Omicron BA2. So by the time they got the vaccine ready for testing on the BA2, um, we got four and five out, and it's not effective. The, the, the BA2 wasn't effective against the four and five. So it's like a catch-up game. It's like they can't make the virus vaccine for the virus faster than the vaccine is mutating and beating their system. And particularly, you got a billion people in the world, or two or three billion, I don't know. Um, 350 million in the United States at least. So it's a race against them versus us. But we do have an immune system. And a lot of people that are getting the Omicron report very mild symptoms and or no symptoms. I've got a patient that had long COVID for one year, 10 months. Out of work for one year, 10 months. And uh now he wants to go back to work. So you can't have long COVID. And the sensitivity to the monoclonal antibody was monoclonal and polyclonal. All that means is one, one antibody and two, more than one antibody. So these are the uh, IVs. You get an infusion. You go to an infusion center or the ER or maybe some infusion center where they do dialysis and can stick an IV in you and run the drug through you. So the monoclonal antibody, which is just a, an antibody that they clone and against specifically against the COVID, both 
the single and double antibody, they do not do well against BA2 and uh, a lot lower than the original strain. They did pretty well against the COVID-19, the original ancestor, you know, the, the first generation of COVID. So that's where we are with all the variants of concern, the VOCs. There was a Delta blip on the map. That was a variant. And then we got into the Omicron, which is a more sustained and lasting longer. That started last year in December and peaked in February to March. Uh, and now it's slowing down a bit, but it's still here. So what can we do about it? So I had a sister. She's my age plus, and she got sick. Told her to go to the hospital, told her to go to the ER. No, I waited out. She's coughing. She's elderly. She's, well, it's all relative, right? Uh, so she got put on a medicine, um, Paxlovid. So Paxlovid is P-A-X-L-O-V-I-D. And really, it's, it's two medicines together. So you take it for five days. But here's the caveat. You've got to get on this medicine no more than five days prior to the first symptoms you had of the COVID. So let's say you've been sick for a week or four days and five days and you take a test and you're positive. That's not day one. Day one was when you first started to have your symptoms. So remember that it has to be started early. So it's two medications. I'm not going to give you the name of both of them. Because uh, I'll butcher them and you'll butcher them worse when you try to explain it. So Paclovid is the trade name. It's, there's two medications in it. Um, Ritonavir is one. And it's a protease inhibitor, which is used in HIV. And uh, Nirmatrovil Nirmat is the other one. So that's 300 milligrams twice a day. And the other one is... Uh, 100 milligrams, so once a day, and you take them both in like a blister pack. It comes in, it used to be hard to get, but it's more frequent. Get in, get on the medication. If you're high risk, you're 65 or older, you have diabetes, you're obese, you're a smoker, uh, you have coronary heart disease, you have other immune in, uh, deficiencies like Crohn's or uh, autoimmune uh, rheumatoid arthritis, then you need to get on the medicine uh, ASAP. And um, so those are the medicines that can help. There's other medications. I'm not going to go through them all. A uh, few have been tested. Uh, the, the other one, remdesivir, is an IV infusion. Now, that one, you can wait up to seven days. It's usually a hospital or infusion center. But there is now medicine that can help. Does it help Omicron? Not as much, but it still helps. So if you're immunized with the messenger RNA or the Johnson & Johnson conventional one, and you get sick and you have, and you're getting sick, don't wait today four and a half point seven. you know, get in, get your medicine. And, and you have to be an advocate for yourself. No, I don't think you're sick enough. You know, you got an HMO. They don't want to spend the money. They don't, you know. Uh, put your foot down. Say, no, I need the medicines. My life. I don't feel well. 
I'm short of breath. I have a cough. I don't want to come back in three more days. I'm past the point where this medicine is effective. And then, oh, you look pretty bad. You probably should have started the medicine. Get the medicine. I don't care what you got to do. Well, I do. Um, don't go cuckoo. But get the medicine. You know, don't don't take no for an answer. You can politely bargain. And you tell the doctor, you know, I don't want to die. I don't want to be in a ventilator. I don't want to be in a hospital. And I don't want to be out of control. So that's the medicine that's out there. So that is good news. The fall is supposed to have the Omicron, but like I told you, Omicron comes in five flavors. So they're doing, you know, chocolate and vanilla, and, and we're already on uh, cookie dough. So by the time they get the cookie dough one out, it's going to be, you know, Rocky Road, and then that's not going to work for Rocky Road. So these lag until this is not going to stabilize, folks. This is not going to stabilize. Everybody's going to get COVID. I told you that before. Everybody's going to get COVID. I've had people, I've got, let's see, I have a niece and a nephew. Uh, they both had it twice. Uh, my sister's had it once. My daughter and her husband both had it twice. Uh, their children have had it once at least, if not twice. Uh, so it goes around, comes around, stays around. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how not that well organized Pfizer and some of these organizations are. They're playing footsie with the CDC. You try to go to the CDC and find out children between the ages of six months to five years, the death rate from Omicron should be pretty simple. That's what the CDC does. They keep records. Go try to find it. You'll be on page 14 looking at data that makes no sense. There's no number. No one's going to come out and tell you what the number is. Because really, they want to present the worst case scenario. They want to, in essence, scare you enough that you go out and do what they want you to do. So if it's uh, you know masking this week, or if it's vaccine, another vaccine, uh, or it's isolation, they want you a little bit on the scared side. So they make it very difficult. Uh, I'm used to reading charts. I'm used to using, reading medical data. And it's very hard to get a specific number out of these people. Um, maybe you're smarter. Maybe you can pick it out. But uh, I had to do my own calculations. And I'll spit that out while I've got the numbers. I think I have the numbers in front of me. Um, but the, the number of Omicron deaths for children in the United States so far this year, so we've got half a year gone or more, uh, 179 United States children have died between um, the ages of six months to 14 years and 179 we have the census from 2020 
showing there are between 0 and 5, 23 million, 6, 11, 24 million, 12, 17, 20, 25 million. So let's call it 75 million kids. So 179 divided by 75 million times two, because it's only half a month, half a year, your chances, your child's chances of dying from COVID, even Omicron, um, and these are kids with diabetes and asthma and heart disease and immune functions and other kids too. These aren't all healthy, bouncing kids. But let's just play straight averages. It's one in over 200,000. So to realize what 200,000 kids look like, take the population of your elementary school and whatever that is and see how many times that elementary school goes into 200,000. Or take Dodger Stadium that can take 50,000. Um, so 50,000 times two is 100. So you would have to have four Dodger Stadiums to get a 200,000. And that's a lot of people. So one out of four packed Dodger Stadiums of kids would die from Omicron or any type of virus. And that's not even excluding the children that have uh, type 1 diabetes, uh, which is juvenile onset diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, or juvenile onset uh, rheumatoid arthritis, other autoimmune diseases, heart disease, obesity, and um, et cetera. So, well, children, healthy, um, bouncing around, you know, I would put those up to one in more than 500,000. Um, again, back to Pfizer and Moderna, they both uh, came out with um, new treatments and they, they decided to have a new vaccine in the fall. It was either going to be a, a monovalent or a bivalent. You don't know, you love doctors and scientists. They talk in, in, in a language you really have to think twice about. All it is is one or two. So a vaccine with a monovalent would just be a vaccine that is against one organism. A bivalent vaccine is some as two organisms. So they're thinking about doing an Omicron and a regular COVID-19 original ancestor, the old grandpa, grandpa, vac grandpa COVID. So they, um, they started at 30 micrograms on, on the mono and 60 micrograms dose on the bivalent. So you would have to take twice as much medicine to cover two. One is the old and Omicron um, is the new. So that would be the bivalent one. However, they have been withholding data. Uh, the, the goal was to get the um, minimum vaccine efficacy at 50%. So they didn't do too well. They didn't test it in vivo, which means in real people. They tested it in vitro, which means not in real people. So they just tested it in, in um, either an animal study or they just tested it in petri dishes. So 
Fiber's efficacy um, failed, and it had to be, uh, it should have been called back, but it was, it went ahead and got um, approved. So now we have vaccines that either are going to come out in the fall, they're going to be one or two, mono or bivalent, and against Omicron, which is great. Um, I think they should come out with just one. And that way you have your normal vaccine, which right now is only running about six months eff efficacy, and then it wanes off. Uh, and then get just the Omicron specific um, monovalent uh, vaccine. That's my um, that's my suggestion. But there's so much information that still is not understood. And there was a study done and the title was, Do Vaccines Reduce Your Immunity? So they did a study, a retroactive study, and they tested the efficacy of people that got the flu shot. So they found out that every year they've got to come up with called seed strains for the flu, just influenza. So you know that's a trivalent. That's a those are three. They picked three. Pick me a winner, Bobby. What's the movie? Answer on next podcast. Um, has to do with baseball. And he hits it out and all the lights flash. And All right, Robert Redford. All right, so they found a study that if, um, this is a Canadian one. Yeah, Canadian study found this quite interesting that if people took, uh, in 2014 to 2015 year, the influenza season, they completely screwed it up. They didn't get even one of the three uh, viruses correct for the influenza. And that's when we had the H3N3, N2 strain of influenza A, and a lot of people died, like more than 60, 70,000 people died. You don't understand that 40 to 50, 60,000 people die of the flu every year. You don't hear about it. It's been going on forever, and no one says anything. But, you know, one kid dies of COVID in, you know, Boise, Idaho, or wherever Boise is, and... Um, it's on the news, you know. It's the, the odds are way out of perspective with the 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 hype that's going on. They're scaring the, the pants off you. But would I stick a needle with a messenger RNA in a six month old? No, I would not. Um, get that out of the way right now. So the medical association found out this is this is the crux of the matter. I'll stop vacillating and get right to the point. People that took two seasons, the 13, 14, 2013, 2014 flu shot and the 2014, 2015 flu shot. Remember, the flu shot starts from like in May and then, you know, I mean, sorry, it starts in October and goes to the, the March 31st. So that's kind of like the flu season. So when you see pumpkins, think flu shot. Um, and starts in October, ends in May. So it goes across the year. So the people that 
had both of those flu shots, they found out that their immunity dropped. And it didn't drop by just a little bit. The people that just had one flu shot, they had a immunity of 43%. The people that had two flu shots, their immunity dropped to 15%. That's a big difference. 15 and 43. Um, that's almost three times greater. Um, I got to see what time we are here. We're 28. All right. Three times greater immunity by not having the flu shot. That's the Canadian study. Bottom line is too frequent is not good. Vaccinations may not be a good thing. It's the BMC is a, it's not the British Medical Journal. It's a journal that's uh, went online in 2005 and it's kind of an elite peer reviewed, takes the best of the best like Medline. And they found out that frequent vaccines impact your immunity by called immune fatigue, crying wolf. Repeatedly challenging and stimulating your immune system may not be good for the performance in case you had a full strength, real viral attack. So it's like Pearl Harbor, um, you know, crying wolf too many times. And then when it came, they didn't believe it and they weren't prepared. So I don't know, not a very good analogy, but um, you gotta be really ready for the real attack. And it is an attack. I had a viral attack. I told you in the ICU, I was in a coma. So I know it's a real viral attack. That was measles because somebody didn't get vaccine, vaccinated and coughed in my face. And I didn't have a mask back then because I was invincible. I was in my 30s. So what's the risk of side effects of greater than one or two boosters? So Dr. Marco Calvillaria, a European physician and a, uh, a medicines and agency of biological health and uh, illness found that Frequent booster shots of COVID may have negative immunity effects to the SARS-CoV-2. What's the SARS-CoV-2 class? Do you guys remember? All right. We'll rewind it and listen to it. All right. But it's the same as COVID-19. It's a lot easier to say, too. But people like to say SARS-CoV-2. That's um, COVID-19. All right, so people can get two, one or two boosters. So right now, I've had my initial shot. I've had two boosters. And the question is, okay, I'm over eight, nine, ten months out. Do I get another booster? And I'm thinking, mm, I don't think so. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a little longer. I'm going to wait for that fall vaccine. But I can tell you, by the time the fall vaccine comes out, is the, the variant's going to change. Um, so the FDA approved the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, for six-month kids on July 25th. I told you that. So here's this lady with these three little kids, two, three, and ten, and she has to have it. And my advice to her was, no, I wouldn't give it to it. They're too young. The chances of death is from the worst-case scenario, including all the kids that have autoimmune disease, is one in over 250 or 300,000. Those are pretty good odds. Um, so keep your kid healthy, 
feed them well, good rest, and um, I would not vaccine vaccinate kids um, under 12 years old. I just wouldn't do it. And I would see, wait and see. Uh, college medicine uh, professors always said in pharmacology, don't be the first, don't be the last. So let's not be the first. So remember that the COVID-19 one that you got, the Pfizer, Moderna, or the Johnson Johnson or J&J Johnson, um, was supposed to be 94 or 95%. And they're now saying that these things are like 45 to 50 to 60% effective. But in in one age group, it was so low. There it is. Good job, Dave. Um, so they they did a huge study, 80 kids. That's not a, that's not enough. That's not enough. So they found six months to two years they had um, 80 kids. And two to four, they had 140, and six to 25, they had 170 kids. So out of the six-month to two-year mark, they were below, they were at 36.6% efficacy. That's pretty bad. So they didn't even meet the the efficacy range, um, barely met. This is very suspicious. If the goal is 50%, and you come out and say, my six-month to two-year vaccine by Moderna met the goal at 50.6. Hmm. You ever heard what's called dry labbing? Dry lab is where you don't really do the experiment. You just write the answer in the book um, like it never happened. And the two to five-year-old was 36.6%. So that's even under their own criteria. The six to 11, check this out. This is Moderna. They said, we don't have enough data. They don't even know. And what did the FDA do and the CDC? They approved it. Go right ahead. Knock it out. If I don't buy into the money thing. I just don't think people are that callous, but maybe I'm naive and I've never been naive before. But I just can't imagine someone sticking millions of kids to make billions of dollars. But I guess there are those that would do that. Um, do I think that's happening or I just don't, I just don't, I don't want to believe we've gone that far. I know we're pretty messed up. Um, but remember the Israelites in the desert for 40 years, they went around in circles and they messed up so many times that God said, I'm done with you. You're going to go around in circles, keep making left turns until you're all dead. Wiped out that generation. That generation never went to the promised land. So, um, they just did so many things against God that, it, like today, I did a, I did a podcast on monkeypox virus in the United States. You you listen to it on the radio or TV, monkeypox virus. They're going to call it uh, the Michigan uh, governor is going to call it. You know, we got to stay home and mail in ballots, mail in ballots because of monkeypox virus. You know who got it? They got a little boy who got it. So how they figure out how he got it? Well, his two dads during Pride Week for uh, Gay Q, LB, whatever the long and adding plus, I don't know what the plus is, but uh, they were having 170 men lay on the floor naked, having sex with each other, 
which to me is Sodom and Gomorrah um, times 10. And then they went home and they cuddled with their kids. So it's close contact with men having sex with men on passageways that should only go one way. And they brought it to him. So if you're not a gay man or a man having sex with another man and doing uh, anal sex and getting that close and having blisters around your genitals and your mouth and wherever you put it, sorry for getting a little vivid, but let's call it what it is. It is a monkey pox. And there are repercussions to your actions. So Pride Week is you get in a room with 170 other men who you don't even know their history, and you just all have an orgy. And then you go home and you cuddle with your your kid that however you got it, surrogate mother or adoption or whatever, and the kid comes down with it, and then all of a sudden it's a national emergency, and now we're going to have to have mail-in ballots because of a sin nature in man? No, I don't buy that. But that's how far gone we are. See, I wasn't even going to go there, but got me all riled up. Um, all right, bottom line, stay healthy. Take your vitamin D3. Take your zinc, 50 milligrams once a day. Vitamin D3, take 4,000 4, units, two a day. Keep healthy. Get plenty of sleep. Avoid big gatherings. Don't be stupid. You can still live your life, but just don't be stupid. Um, it's probability that the child getting COVID is very, very low. Um, it's scary because the FDA is using very bad research. And this report is from the American Academy of Family of this American Academy of Pediatricians. So American Academy of Pediatricians are so PO'd at the CDC and the FDA for using bad data, um, Moderna and Pfizer's, Moderna's failure of the 50% threshold, and Pfizer didn't even give the data, and they still got it approved. So would you immunize your kid? That's up to you. But this is the data. And the... Side effects for children, Moderna is irritability, crying. Well, if you give it to a six-month-old and they're irritable and they're crying, they can't talk to you, right? So they can't tell you if they're cramping, they got muscle aches, they got joint aches. Um, they got, you know, they don't know. Under three, they had fatigue, um, muscle aches, nausea, vomiting, chills, um, pain at the injection site, swollen lymph nodes, uh, and in all of them, six months to five years old, they all had those types of side effects. So that's the bottom line. Um, we're at our time limit. This is podcast number 27. Uh, Omicron, six months and older, and variant of concern. Until next time, God bless. This is Dr. Dave signing off.